Hello, dear friends. Welcome to the Nonlinear Podcast, where I, Stephanie G. Foy, and I, Jillian Lindsay will be offering our best guidance for living a unique and authentic life. Let us help you zigzag through the chaos. Oh, yes. Gosh, half the time I don't even know what day it is, to be honest. Um, Some of the perks of not having a rigorous schedule. I know, right? There you go. Oh my god, I'm still trying to get used to that, actually. Really trying to get used to not having a rigorous yeah, schedule. Yeah, it's a big adjustment. It's like the... It's, I was there the other day and it was like... You know, I've been so used to having to be places at certain times and built into a structure and then it's like... That part of me that is so used to those structures is like the Duracell bunny. You know, like, what do we have to do? Where do we have to go? What, what, what do we do next? What do we do next? Going and going and going. Oh my God. And I'm really trying to be like, you know what, today I'm not doing a fucking thing and I'm going to read for an hour and I might sleep and I might, and that's like, I'm just, you know, trying to be soft with myself in those moments because I'm like, yeah, you know, this is my sabbatical year. I did not get any kind of tenure for teaching or any of those things. Um, so it's like, this is my gift to myself to just be like, yes, I'm into this. No, I'm not into this. Yeah, and what a great gift. I know, I know. It's And it's like, you know, people be like, you know, what are you doing with your time? Or what are you doing? I'm like, I'm really fucking busy. Like, I don't even know. Well, that's the thing is you don't have to explain it, but you feel this like obligation to have an answer right to show people you're doing something doing plenty of things are just not what you typically expect or have as your standards yeah. but that doesn't mean they're not okay real. and real <laughs> and productive <laughs> and meaningful and way more important than you know checking off a to-do list of you know typical societal standard to do yeah no it's like i'm definitely finding space for that but it's like i do feel like i need to get a bit more grounded like i do feel i mean january was kind of insane for me and uh i went to write my journal there the other day and it was literally like january 2nd and then i was like oh my god we're february 7th i haven't like touched anything so I went back to journaling again and I'm like, this is where I need to release because I'm such a squirrel brain and that's where my depletion comes from, you know, because I'm co- like, my mind is constantly like trying to figure things out and like, mm-hmm. you know, rabid information. So it's like trying to get to journaling again because that really helps just like bleed out like the nonsense. Yeah, it's a Because it's not like I'm just, doing... It's, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for real. And then because I haven't... Re- I've, you know, we've had this renovation going on and that's been taking up a huge amount of our time. Um, the going to the gym has kind of been backside. I can't commit to anything, basically, is what's happening to me. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot commit to anything other than I know we have to do this renovation and I have some freelance jobs that I'm working on and that takes a bit of concentration. But thankfully, it's not like, you know, where it was before that I'm like, I have other sources of income, so I'm getting to free up that concept of like oh my god I need to work to live you know yeah absolutely and that's been like so good for me um and then it's like giving me an opportunity to also you know heal my body from all the 
trauma of the car accident a few years ago and whatnot. So yeah, I'm really like trying to get from the ground up. So it's really just getting to know my body again and relating to it and enjoying it. And uh, yeah, I'm tired. My body's tired today. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is noticing that and you know, not pushing through and taking taking the step back, going back to basics and the foundation of, yeah, this, what do I need? What do I enjoy? What do I want to commit to? Not what have I yeah, it's interesting been committing to I think because. In, yeah, this work as well. You know, we were talking about earlier disassociation and it's like, when I, whenever I've been kind of looking at, you know, our kind of mentors or people we look up to or you know some of the therapists and stuff and they're always like you know where do you relate this emotion in your body where do you relate this you know you say you feel it where do you feel it and it's like I never used to do that and now it's like when things are coming up in my body especially high emotions I used to always disassociate I used to always power through I used to always keep going I'd be like, oh, we don't have time for that, or what is that, don't know, and move on. And there was never space to develop my emotions. So when they come up, they come up quite large and really frustrated, and it's like unnecessary. Um, well, that's what happens when you don't listen, and the yeah. warning signs get louder and louder yeah. until you can't. Well, the disassociation was big for me so it's like trying to reevaluate those things and it's funny because when they're coming up I'm trying to I was looking at a therapist had advice and it was like five things and it was all to do with your touch your taste your smell and your vision the senses the senses basically so it was like pick one thing to focus on uh, pick one thing to hold or you know all these different things to help you come back to your body and come back into the emotion or come back into you know what's taking place um, so that you don't make an attachment to it and then get overwhelmed yeah, especially to remember in the moment when it's happening. But in my opinion, you seem to be um, pretty in tune with your body and your feelings and your emotions. I know you've done a lot of work on that, mm. but you seem to, you know, feel things and know where you feel them and why and how and, you know, you kind of go from there, which yeah. I'm like, I have zero embodiment. I've Totally, really? like totally out of tune with my body and I'm working like on it I don't know how I'm working on it you do but, yoga and stretching I feel it I mean from the outside I mean always. that's just like physical activity like I mean and I do enjoy yoga and it is the first time I've ever felt but it makes connected good, to right? my, yeah, yeah yeah but I mean I've worked out a lot in my whole life and I've never felt embodied in it I've just I've it's going through the motions, yeah. burning the calories. Yeah. But yeah, doing yoga, I do feel like I feel my individual muscles, and I, f I feel it. Yes, that's absolutely right. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I am, <laughs> I am grateful for that. I don't yeah. wanna, you know, forget the things like yeah. we tend to do that totally. we have achieved and that are helpful. Sometimes you so, just need it mirrored back because you're doing all the things. But yeah, you don't yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here you're for. In it. You're in it. Yes. But, but like, I don't know what my body wants or needs. Like, during the day, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just kind of, like, because I've always had a, a plan. 
um, and oh, the plan. never I mean, ever bothered to check in with my no, body if totally. it liked the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It was all structures. Gonna... You got to get the job. Here's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And it was like, cool. Do I even like this? Well, I don't get a choice because I have to do the job. Right. This is yeah. this is how it goes. This is what it says right here on the calendar. So it doesn't <laughs> matter how you feel. Like just do you don't it. need to put an opinion in there. What are you doing? Yeah. No, you don't get a say. You just have to, you know, take me there. Yeah. Or, you know, get me through it. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, my body has put up with well over its limit and more than it should. No, I definitely like, feel that. I definitely, like, I think that's what I'm going through as well, is my body, I am not energized the way I used to. I'm not functioning no, the way I used to. But it was, for me, it was all hedonistic. Hmm. Um, and now it's like, I'm mentally... I don't want to say drained or exhausted because I was that, but I'm just much more like checked out from like that that part of myself that used to be so like humanistic and like having to do things and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm just like, um, and that's the part, I think we spoke about this before, but it's like falling into the like, am I being lazy or is right. this what I need? Yes. Oh, it's such a fine line because we're so ingrained to do more, bigger, faster, stronger, better, harder. Yeah. But it you know really should be more gentle ease you know kind softness so yeah it's really hard to accept that and be okay with it because it almost seems you know i'm not doing anything right exactly yeah but that's not not being productive i'm not doing anything you're actually doing exactly what you need to oh totally but that's why I'm trying to be like, this is my, if anyone's asked me, I'm like, I'm doing a lot of things. Like, I mean, you know, we talked about this the other day and it was like, I was trying to fill in a fucking application to the bank about what my occupation was. <laughs> oh yeah. The oh, occupation, the label, the identity. But it was, Who are you? I was just sitting there going, oh my God, like to say I'm an entrepreneur is fucking lame. And I feel like a psychopath <laughs> on Tinder that's like, I'm an entrepreneur and I have like a million different lifestyles. But I couldn't answer it. It was the first time that I was truly stumped. That I was like, I don't know what my fucking occupation is. And it's weird to me because, you know, my background has been heavily ingrained in fashion. And it was, I mean, I guess designer, artist, creative. Like you're still all of those things. I'm still all of those things, but as an educator, like I'm still all very much those things. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm doing it in a different way. But it's like... Oh my god, to categorize and to find myself per occupation, I was just like... Yeah, like how much time do you have? What kind of information do you need on this application? Because... It was so funny to me, and then I just went back to the who am I, you know, who am I, um... What would you call it? I guess, uh, test or whatever you want to call it. Grounding or something. You know, it's like, who am I, you know, and you, you... Obviously, you're like, I mean, when we first did this, when I did my psycho-spiritual course, I was like, yeah, I'm Steph, like, cool. <laughs> you know, how much further are we going to go? And then it was like, yeah, but what else are you? And it's like, well, I'm a woman, you know? And it was like, okay, cool, but what else? And then you're like, I'm an educator. And then you kept going, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, you're exhausting all the parts <laughs> of myself. So it was funny. So I definitely felt stumped with that one. But, you know, it was interesting, because then I was like, how... Uh, how unassociated I then like disassociated I am with all those parts of myself mm-hmm. when I used to be so over identified yeah. with when I was a professor Absolutely. and what that role was and how people saw me and how I had to be and who I needed to be and all this shit that ended up just being a false 
persona. Yeah, um, just a label. So it was really, it was kind of entertaining for me. But now, you know, at the same time, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's funny. I, I, who am I? <laughs> Whoever you want to be. It's and you don't have to label it. I literally don't have to label it. Yeah, you can change um, that label every day. I, just, I know day. I like to be extremely creative at all times. I know I like to manage many different aspects. You know, and I'm really being fluid with... Today I'm baking, which I never like do. cookies? Yeah, like I don't cook. <laughs> right? No. Wow. Exactly. That fun. <laughs> this is my point. So I'm just like exploring all these other aspects where I'm like... No, oh, I love that. Hopefully I don't poison Abraham, but you know, he can eat this for breakfast or whatever, you know? So yeah. it's like evolving these aspects of myself that I would never have time for. For God's sake, I never had time to... I ordered in ready meals or I was out like five nights a week. Oh yeah, for sure. You know? Who knows? I mean maybe you'll be like the next Susie Homemaker. Yeah, Martha oh Stewart and Snoop. Here we go. Oh my god. <laughs> if you find me with an apron and slippers, you know <laughs> something's wrong. Like I've literally been pushed over the edge. Um but yeah, it was it's it's interesting. I'm definitely in that sense of ex- exploration and uh, not trying to be associated with anything. What is it that Wayne Dyer says? I'm um open to I'm open to everything attached to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as it should be. That's yeah. Great so philosophy. It was funny trying to trying to scramble through these labels, and then I was like, I don't want to. I literally cannot be defined by any of this. No. So it was kind yeah. of a nice awakening for me that I was like, cool, I'm not trying to be any one person, nor am I trying to be any one person for somebody else, which was what a lot of my roles yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you exactly. can't do that, you're a professor. Oh, you can't, you know, use social media because you're a professor. And there was so many double standards to the female professors and the male professors. Oh, absolutely. Huge. Now, I, like, I can literally look on... You know, male professors, and it's super hypersexualized. If I put in a sexual, hypersexual photo, you know, like the the conversation just immediately changes. Yeah. You know, and you're you were hawked so much more in that sense, but oh god, it's like I have yeah my life back in that sense, you know, because it's like well now I can I don't really give a shit that you don't like my tone, you know, or <laughs> that you know whatever. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Know, circumstances might exactly. Be. Um, whatever, anything goes now. Yeah. And you can, like you said, explore. Find out if you like baking. You know. Right. And just yeah, try everything. That's that's, that's awesome. Kind I love that. of where I'm at. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's I'm really enjoying the house renovations and doing all of that. That gives me peace and joy. Um. And I'm really enjoying that. And really, because that's also exploring my taste more. Because, you know, obviously as a designer and throughout my years of being a designer, like, you have an idea. I wear black all the time. Like, I'm very minimal in my choice of colors and whatnot. And yet then when I'm designing or painting, it's much more bombastic. That's interesting. Yeah, and green is in my palette. Green has been in my... I remember going into college, it was like my first year. 
and uh, I'd done projects and one of the girls was like, why do you always like use cream? I was like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I looked back over my projects and I was like, holy shit, I actually use cream and everything. I don't like cream. I never wear cream. Huh. You don't wear cream. No. But. Yeah, so it's my huge color palette. My house is practically blue. Yeah. Or my house is really colorful, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And so weird. That is weird. Because I literally. And your paintings are very colorful yeah. as well. And I'm drawn to dark colors and wearing dark colors. You would never catch me in a red or a yellow mm. or a green. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to explore that one. Yeah. And even as a kid, I always wore black. Oh, so you were a little Lydia Dietz. Absolutely, I got sent home from school because I would wear black, and they reckoned that it would be better for my better for me if I wore more colors. Wow, and see, I'm. Told my mother. That's wow. I'm the opposite. I have to wear black for work, and I hate it. I'm like, I would be so much more happy and better at my job if I could just wear some color. Yeah. But why do they do that? I don't know. Something about being able to recognize that you work there. I mean. Yeah, but they do that cool thing at the vault where you can wear jeans and it plaids. Well, I'd rather not look like a picnic table either. So. Yeah, I mean, there is that, but like, there's Just ways, self-expression. But there is ways of kind of like letting your servers be cool on themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I... Right, and that's just... Everybody's all, all the rage with the t-shirts and I'm just so not a t-shirt girl, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. It's like, you know... The uniform of the job, I guess. But um, how would you define yourself then, when it comes to? Oh God, <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's been ways I have in the past, but I've you know let go of that mm-hmm. recently, which kind of leaves a lot of openness. I almost said emptiness, but that's not <laughs> that's not right. Depends on where you're yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with openness. Yeah. Um, you know, on some days, definitely feels more like emptiness but yeah there's just all this room to fill with whatever I want kind of like you're doing yeah Yeah. absolutely and that's a weird space it's a weird space but it's empowering when you realize hey I get to fill this I get to make these choices I get to pick green or black or whatever or cookies and baking like you know I don't have to fill it with meetings and work obligations and you know, things I don't want to do. Success factors that you are not allowed to make for yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's overwhelming because, yeah, what do I do with all this space? And there's so many possibilities and I don't even know what I like, but I get to find out. I think that's what it is. It's actually that I'm in this, like, childlike space of, like, who do you want to be? Yeah, then? exactly. What do you want to you know, be when you grow like up? It's like when you're asking kids and you're like, hey, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you're like, oh, I want to be a nurse. I want to be yeah, a astronaut. Yeah, cool. All the obvious ones. But it's like, now I'm in that this space, you know, I've done my um, psycho-spiritual course, qualified coach. I've done my TRH mastery program um, in somatic healing, equine healing. I've done my Reiki course. I have now started to do an Irish heritage course to get back to my bloodlines and indigenous aspect. And then it's like I'm doing a part astrology course as well. And it's like, it's like I have all the skills and I have all the tools, but I'm also kind of sitting quiet with it because Mm -hmm. I don't want to jump into it like I've had to with previous lives. And that's also a little bit disconcerting because again it's like that thing oh I need to be really busy and if I'm not seen doing things but I am really busy 
I am. Like, I'm doing all these well, things. Well, it's more full. Your life is full, not necessarily busy. Because I feel like busy is a distraction. for other people. It's yeah. a distraction. It's things you need to do. Things you're running to check right, off right, your right. list. Yeah. Full is choosing what you want and, you know, filling Enjoying. up your space and time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm wanting to, you know, to identify with... I really enjoy this. I love this work. And that's a big reason I love doing the podcast. Like, I love talking about this stuff. I love... Absolutely. I like, like I don't feel busy on Wednesday. I feel full on Wednesday. Exactly, because yeah. Because we're doing our podcast. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, it's like, that's the things that I'm trying to pay attention to rather than feeling like... And I was speaking to my mentor about this because I was like, you know, a lot of the work future self is about holding space and you know being a facilitator and all these things and I'm like I'm not ready to do that me doing that feels like I would be depleted in five minutes because mm-hmm. I, I just don't have the healthy space even though we're coaching and all that you're not taking like you see the person as a completely whole human being that's more than capable of yeah you're just holding up the mirror just for them the space and the mirror and all that like to get, I just don't want to feel scheduled. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's totally valid. And Which that's is a new navigation because I've right. always had to be scheduled, and now I'm like, how am I going to schedule myself? How do I keep my routine? I don't really want one. Mm-hmm. So I'm falling out of the. Well, it's kind of like the swing of the pendulum. You know, yeah. you went from over here, super scheduled, no time for yourself, to you know, you're gonna swing the opposite way, where it's all kind of up in the air, chaos, spontaneity. Yeah. And it'll swing back in the middle, where you find you know totally. what works for you. Yeah. But that's you know where I'm at too with this whole. Um, you know, eating disorder situation. I'm yeah. my pendulum has swung from very controlled, very planned, very you detailed. know detailed, yeah. all or nothing yeah. to pure chaos, no rules, game on, like, you know, anything goes. And I'm, you know, waiting for that swing to come back in the middle and have some balance, but forcing it is where you end up just swinging right back to the other side yeah you have to let it just take its natural course and it takes a lot longer to swing back than you would think (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but you know that's gravity and i don't understand those laws (laughs) (laughs) just floating floating out here you know none non-linear like Shut but down, Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. It's, I just yeah. It's a funny, funny space to be in. Um, it really like is. Said, like being full, but at the same time, it's like cool. I've done all these things, but what am I doing with it? And then right. I'm also trying to be in the space of like, what's for me won't pass me. You know, things will come up and show up. Um, you know, I went to my doctor the other day and she invited me to this group community, the holistic group community here. And I was like, that's a good sign of yeah, I one thing leads more to another. To feel Absolutely. To move forward in facilitating and like, you know, meeting other like minded, you know, women, people, whatever. Um, and, you know, gauging that because, you know, like you said, yourself it's like sometimes you feel like you're at a solo distance just being like cool and my like where is everybody yeah yeah absolutely and that's that community you're talking about and that sense of belonging that really 
you know, makes it all worth it and helps you feel like, yeah, okay, I can do this and there's other people who are doing it too. I think for me, it's like, it's not the disbelief of not being able to do it. It's like, I don't have the energy to rally behind it right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's like when, you know, my doctor's like, oh, we have the community. I was like, yeah, that feels good. So just trying to take those steps and being like, rather than just being completely like nonchalant or disassociated or just being like, oh, it's not happening, so whatever. It's like, no, I'm not ready for it, but finding what I like and trust, like getting the little signs from the universe and paying attention to that, um, I think is kind of, you know, yeah and one thing leads to another who knows you know where this is gonna lead and that's okay to just follow those little steps even though there's no plan yeah you don't need the plan i don't want to plan i don't want to force it and be overwhelmed and mean like i don't know what i'm fucking doing whereas if i feel like i'm kind of being guided bit by bit i will feel more readily available my program or whatever mm-hmm. you know because I've been doing lots of writing I've been doing lots of programming and workbook stuff that I want to do and I have it all there in the background but the other side of me is like you know building rapport on Instagram and social media I just cannot be arsed with that at the moment oh I know like I wish that wasn't like detrimental to everything yeah and I know that they're like I know in my community uh in the TRH Mastery and whatnot, it's like they don't oversell themselves, but people find them. So I'm trusting in that, like when things start and I evolve in that community, there'll be more responses and there'll Absolutely. be more people that will come forward and be like, hey, I want to do that, can you help me with this? And be like, yes, I would love to hold space for you and work with you in this way or whatnot. So that's what I'm leaning into, opposed yeah. to being like, right, I need to, I need to get six people in here now to feel accomplished. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like slowly, slowly. Well, that's how it starts is when you just start to help one person and then they tell someone and the word of mouth starts and it's actual, real, real, real authentic. help, authentic. Yeah. And that's how you build and grow. And then that's once you feel like I just don't want so You know, the momentum is yeah. there. Then you do the social media marketing thing and whatever. And I actually just had a um, meeting session, um, brainstorming kind of mini coach session with some coaches just about this very thing about starting a business and getting it rolling and taking those first steps and they said number one do not you know jump on the media marketing programs right away they're like that's what we did it was a big mistake we wasted tons of money burns you out it got us nowhere you have to take the small steps and put in the work and put in the one-on-one and the personalization and just build that core that foundation of what you're actually doing and what it's actually about with the right people Know what your message is yeah. as well. It's like then you super have, important. Exactly. You have everything you need to stand on and continue to take those next steps. And then once you have, you know, the first solid steps down, then they grow exponentially from yeah. there. No, for sure. Yeah, I think that's what I'm really paying attention to, to be honest. Is uh, what feels good and like, oh yeah, I'm open to that opposed to be like I don't know what's going on, nothing's happening, like, it's easy to go that way, but I really don't feel like I'm in that space, I'm just kind of like, I'm physically and mentally not, um, I'm not there yet, 
And that's okay. That's literally because this is this yeah. is my first year. So I quit my, you know, not quit because I didn't quit. I resigned. I consciously made the effort to leave my job. Yes, very, very consciously. <laughs> very consciously. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like January is like my first year where I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like a fucking newborn. I don't know what's going on. Right. Which is cool. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and that's where I'm just like, okay, and it's only February, whatever, the 7th. It's like one month into, what, 20 years of working in the fashion exactly. industry. Exactly. that 20 fucking years? Wow. That's yeah, I went a little into, bizarre to Isn't that crazy? That, yeah. Started really young. I went yeah. to co- like college when I was like 18. Wow. And then I was living in London by the time I was 21. Yeah, so you had a whole lifetime already. You so can, crazy. you know, take your time in this one. Absolutely. Yeah, right? You deserve like, a break. Cool, I'm one month in and I'm already terrifying myself. Yeah. Let that shit go, Steph. Let that shit go. That's where I can disassociate and be like, cool lady, like take it easy there now. But yeah. again, that's you know, twenty plus years of, you know, being conditioned to think that way. So you're only one year into the new thought process. One month in. Yeah. Well, I mean, living realistically one month in. You know, because it was like, finished that. Because I completed, in September, when I completed my tier age mastery program was the day I was supposed to start work. And I was like, I will take this as a very leveled, or very leveraged sign that I cannot go back to work. I will not be going back to work. Because it was literally like, I finished, I was supposed to go out for my last week with the, with the mastery program, September 13th. And I was supposed to go back to work September 13th and I was like this is a sign there's your choice that I was like I'm not going back whether I have you know because I could have I could have stayed another quarter I could have done yeah things, you could have still been like, there in 20 well, more I, years I'm not going to give up this what I've just paid for and all the work that I'm doing to go back to something that literally just just soul destroying yeah so it was like wild how you know the timing and that's what I'm saying about timing mm-hmm. and things showing up and paying attention to the signs yeah and it's like cool this is for you cool this isn't for you yeah not rushing it but being ready when it happens yeah being like cool oh, we have a meeting oh, I'd love to do that or you know even this course with the Irishness you know I've been feeling that craving and that want to, to not to go home but home mm-hmm. you know we talked about this yeah, to feel and craving it. that a lot, like relating to, and it's you know, having your community, relating yeah. to people, having their, all that has been coming up a ton. And I know that's a lot with COVID for a lot of people, and being closer to home and your family and all these things. And that was coming up deeply with me. And then it was like, uh, this course came along, you know, this Irish course that I'm now doing once a week, and I just feel so much better for it. That's awesome. And that, like, and that was like, there's the science. It's like, no, you don't need to return to mm-hmm. what you think. You just need to get that little bit of medicine, that little yeah. spoon here and there. And you can get what you need in another way. Totally. Again, there's always Without being like, options. oh my God, I have to leave everything behind yeah. and go home and I, you know, 
whatever and it was like no I don't need to do that I can actually get my medicine my little bits and pieces without feeling like I have to cut the umbilical cord every single time <laughs> yeah it doesn't always have to be as major as we think it does which I'm, well, I'm, I'm also, a big fan of the major oh, yeah I've always been a runner <laughs> yeah you know? I've always been a total bolter where I'm like this absolutely sucks, see ya how far away can I get yeah how exactly soon? I've always been the bolter um so it's been quite good to be like ooh easy to run and escape and change the atmosphere to not have to think about anything but But you don't really want to do that no you know and I enjoy you know now knowing that and having that little bit of touching base here and there like instead of feeling like I have to do very drastic right you can get the same results with much more realistic efforts actually true (laughs) yeah and it's funny because you know there's another friend of mine on it you know there's like 250 people basically doing the virtual class um and one of the one of my friends is on it from home so it's like this is hilarious because it's like being in school again for adults but it's like (laughs) so much more engaging because we do meditations we do music we do art um, and it's all in a much more holistic holistic and spiritual way and like you know you have everybody from all age groups yeah I mean wouldn't that be incredible if we could go to school now like I would love to go to school now right not when I went because I hated it I wasn't interested in any of it oh no it became but I would be all about that now no totally just learning all day yeah I love that but also in a much more somatic way yeah in a meaningful way and like you know learning stuff that matters yeah and that that's the thing, because it's like, once I left school, like, my Irish was left with it. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of like, you know, you couldn't get out fast enough, and you wanted to go see the world. Right, you just want to rebel and forget yeah, everything yeah, that just totally. happened. And you want to see the world, like, you want to grow up a bit. Yeah, well, um, that's, you know, obviously the difference of when you're consciously choosing something versus being forced or bullied into it, and it's just... But it comes very institutionalized. Exactly. You know, everything has become very institutionalized. And I think that showed up for a lot of people that, like kids going to school is secondary babysitting yeah because you have to work to live yeah you know and it's like I know there's a huge crisis in Ireland right now because well everything's gone to shit like like most places but the cost of living has gone up Mm. dramatically the government is basically telling people to put on more jumpers at this moment in time because people can't pay their electricity bills. Oh my gosh. That's like, what fucking dark age are we in right now? Like, yeah. Um, and then Ireland is one of the highest mortgage rates in the world right now. You can't even buy a house. There's literally middle class, you know, averaging uh, homes that are falling below poverty rate. Wow. It's like, how did this happen? And again, going back to like, Where's the, what happened to the community? Like, what happened to, how did this happen? Like, how is it that now you can't afford to have a home? You can't afford to have electricity? And Ireland is not a poverty-stricken country. It's one of the probably wealthiest because all the bloody American companies are in there now because they get tax-free and whatnot. Probably going off topic here, whatever. Um, <laughs> Little uh, social... But just, you know, like, not in regards to, like, having communities and why people leave 
their countries and this that and the other and then you're trying to find community like difficult um but yeah it's just kind of wild to me it's just super wild to me that it's like how did we get here how well yeah and then it's you know no one stops to ask questions along the way you just get there and look back and you're like what happened yeah because nobody's paying attention to the journey the path they're just focused on the destination and it's never what you think it's gonna be when you get there but we're also relying on one government communities aren't able to help each other anymore because they've been so funneled into institutionalized thinking that's kind of where my point was going yeah and that's uh you know follow the herd question or you know follow yourself and yeah. It's, it's a hard it's a hard call to make these days honestly um, I've had some personal you know dilemmas come up but again you have to go back to your the why your why your values your priorities and yeah. make the best decision you can for you you know and hopefully you have the overall good in mind but it comes down to what's best for you and yeah. you can't really worry about what other people think or say because everyone makes their own decision. Totally. And all you can do is make yours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's funny because we talk about that a lot. And it's like, what I saw today as well is like toxic healing. And it's also, again, that fine line of like, I need to take care of myself. I am me first. And it's funny because Kim Kardashian is like, I chose myself. I'm in my 40s and I actually have chosen myself. And it's like such an amazing, brave statement to make that. But then people are like, obviously then you have the other side of the coin. Didn't you always choose yourself? Like you've always been the center of your own world and like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, she made an interesting statement where she's like, I chose myself. And if that meant having the divorce for my happiness, then that is what had to go. And it's interesting because it's like, yeah, you know, in those moments for us, and I know we've both gone through this, where we made choices for ourselves Mm -hmm. and we had to cut certain things out of our lifestyles and friendships went with it and work things went with it and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people would be... I would have a lot to say about that. Like, I know I had a lot of backlash. Oh yeah. I changed a lot in my life and I had a lot of backlash and I, you know, a lot of things went with it and it was just interesting to me because I was like, finally someone's speaking it out, but you can also see how people turn that into toxic healing and mm-hmm. self, you know, centeredness and, or not self-centeredness, yes. self-centeredness. And it's like, no, you're actually centering in self. Mm-hmm. It's centering... like the big self versus the small self. Like, yeah, but which, you're centering in yourself. You're not being self-centered, but people will take that, you know, and I can see why people would take it personally because you are changing a lot about yourself and they're not along for the ride or they choose to not to be along for the ride. Or, you know, you can tell them to come with you or not, but it's a very hard, it's a very hard line, mm-hmm. not a soft line in this work and it does feel isolating and I can see that now in communities and everyone's looking around trying to find their communities because they have been institutionalized they have been following one you know particular stream of thinking or relying on a government and suddenly you're turning around and going hang on a second you've raised our taxes you're raising our bills you're raising our electricity you're raising this we can't live and yet where's our communities so you're fucked yeah it's so crazy to me and then they 
wonder why there's so much immigration going on in the world. I don't know how I yeah. got into this topic. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. It, it's just, you know, <laughs> that non, non-linear segue detour that, you know, it's all <laughs> connected. Sure is. Sure is. But yeah, interesting. Should we pull a card on that note or do you have yeah. anything? I'm intro- I was just literally thinking back because it's like how we started and like how you're associated or disassociated and how you end up where you are and you know what, what it boils down to. But yeah. Like why community is super important. And I, I never, that never was, you know, of importance to me before. Like I had my friends and my social circle, but never like, you know, a community of like-minded people like with the same values and priorities yeah that's what it is and now that I crave that it's hard to find I mean I've started to build it up a little bit and it it's really exciting and like once you get a little taste of that you want more and you want to immerse yourself in it but yeah I it it's actually you know something that I think is really important especially like if you don't have family like you and I don't have family here yeah. you know we we have each other and we have yeah. friends and you know you have your partner and all that but it's like the community it's just you for, know for growing yeah evolving. exactly evolving exactly. yes it's not it's literally just to evolve together yeah I think is what everyone's looking yeah for. support and share and connect yeah and, all, all that important stuff that I used to, you know, hide from. So yeah, I just didn't know, you know, the friends were the cliques, right? Yeah. Going to the next, you know, I used to go to the opening of an envelope. Like, don't get me wrong, I loved it, <laughs> I had a great time. But it's like, after a while, I was kind of like, who's, whose envelope am I here for? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Not my rambling. I think that my rambling's part of like my exploring of like Yeah, that was life. just your out loud journal entry for the day. Yes, you're you know? so welcome <laughs> to be part of my my yes. narrative. Oh my gosh. Anytime. And like it. I said, squirrel brain doesn't even cover it. Am I pulling or are you pulling? Um what what are you feeling today? I probably feel like I need some guidance on my right. rambling. I feel like That one came up last time. I'm doing that again. <laughs> oh, that looks like it was meant for you. I'm gonna do this one because, yeah, going beyond normal. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, if there wasn't an obvious sign, I don't know what is. <laughs> this is pretty cool. It's got a picture of a woman with a gold light bulb and loads of buttons around, kind of like Hail Mary. Oh, yeah, looking at her third eye, right? And in the middle is the third eye, and it's kind of got a clock, which definitely is. There's your schedule. (laughs) Hold on a second, what is that? Going beyond normal, number 14. Well, my brain's like clockwork, it's just like rambles. Joy is being creative. Right. Going beyond normal. On the path of life, there are deciding moments where we can choose to go with the mainstream or we can dare to take a bolder, more authentic and trusting way, even if it seems riskier or less safe. What? How about that? To rely solely on logic and science without incorporating the mysterious and magical is a recipe for an existence that is far too dry. I think that's what I'm trying to be more attentive to is the mystery and the magic, right? Yeah. As opposed to yeah. the like structure and just being like, cool, I just want to change. Yeah, the synchronicity. Happens. Yep. 
The sacred rebel within our hearts will always choose a juicier approach to life. You are currently approaching such a choice point. You could say that the choice is about balance. It is less about choosing to honor either art or science, gardening or architecture, and more about integrating all approaches so that you enhance rather than hinder your life journey. There you go. Baking. Oh my God, baking. <laughs> Placing science or architecture above all else kills off the rebellious heart. Steadfastly relying on logic, proof, and a complete set of plans to measure and dictate outcomes will suffocate the soul. Jesus, I mean, these cards are just... I know. Nobody can possibly imprinted. believe us. <laughs> I, yeah, you all need to listen and like believe. Basing decisions on limited factors with an imbalanced measure of success is unnecessarily limiting. This approach prevents us from living freely, spontaneous, spontaneously, and with trust so that we can rebel against the need for things to go strictly according to plan. plan. <laughs> that P word. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Choose to value decisions based on passion <gasps> and instinct and trust in life enough to embrace it as an adventure and let it unfold as it will. I love this. Oh my God, my, our ramblings came full Look what we circle. got out of that. Who knew? <laughs> there is a time and a place for logic, strategy, planning, and measurable outcomes. These are not bad tools to have, but we must be vigilant not to worship them or allow them to quash our less rational but equally valuable decision-making tools, intuition, feelings, and those things you know without knowing how you know them. <laughs> the flowing, inspirational energy of the heart may have no conceivable basic in logic or reason and still be uncannily accurate. To remain rebellious, we must not sacrifice the art of emotion, instinct, passion, and intuition for the science of logic and strict planning. On the other hand, gardening... <laughs> Baking. That's next. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you should just see my backyard right now. It's like a fucking morgue. Oh. Literally starting wow. from ground zero. Okay. Yeah, it's Fresh cracking. start. Yeah. Regrowth. Yep. Um, on the other hand, gardening and art do provide us with the plan, albeit more loosely held. This plan still requires us to set aside time to draw upon reliable methods and to prepare with certain tools. However, there is also a healthy dose of organic flow, responsiveness, and trust in the creative process of bringing something to life. This leads to the cultivation of the most beautiful, abundant, and successful garden and the most vivid healing art. You are being asked to stay open to the intuitive approach in your life, your work, your creativity, as well as in your spiritual journey. The intuitive approach can be li likened to the method of a gardener or an artist. There is a sense of what might work where and a loose or even a detailed plan, but how the plan is carried out will depend on and respond to the flow of its surroundings. There you go, looking for the magic. There is no need to control the situation, but rather a desire to nurture an idea to fruition. You may have pressures around you from the world or from your own conditional nature to do the things according to the rules, the rules. to a deadline or to the accepted mainstream view that you need a well thought out plan for success in a commercial venture. However, sometimes the best plan is to do what feels intuitively truthful in the moment and to trust that you are being led towards your own growth. I mean, we started this today's podcast just being like, I'm not really sure what we're going to go exactly. for. Exactly. And this couldn't have narrowed it down I know. for us. Wow. See, if we had had a plan, that never would have worked out. That would never have happened. <laughs> no, There would be all. no plan. Like, right, we just scrap it. We won't do the podcast yet because we don't know what we're doing. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, adopting this approach means you have to do far less planning and far more living. Oh yeah. It is a pure and heart-centered way to manifest your art, your life path, and your essence into practical expression in the world. It involves a willingness to be led by nature instead of trying to control the powerful force of life, which is a bit like trying to fit a proverbial ocean in a teacup. I like that one. Another one that um, a real Irish saying is like trying to keep the tide out with a pitchfork. It's mm. another good one. It is far more intelligent to allow the ocean to be the ocean and to learn to swim in it rather than trying to cram it into a vessel that is much too small. This oracle brings you a special piece of guidance. You are moving outside of the plan. You are living on the border of what is socially accepted. This is good. I think that's what it is. We're both on the border. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is good. This is a fringe dwelling freedom. I like that. Others might not see this about you straight away as you seem pretty normal, but that <laughs> secret eccentric streak is just waiting to show itself. It's all that black clothes. <laughs> it's all the black clothes you sent That's home from school. Because, we... you know, I might benefit from colour, apparently. And maybe you're an out and proud fringe dweller completely comfortable with this way of being. Either way, this oracle brings you the message that you now have a chance to live from the heart more deeply and expressively than ever before. It wants you to realize that this is legitimate, empowered, and creative way to live that honors all of who you are. You can give up forcing or squashing yourself down into a very limited set of so-called desirable qualities like intellect and control. If you are yet to relate to the consciously, if you are let, if you are yet to relate to this consciously, this oracle brings you the further message that you're going to be breaking with tradition. Mm-hmm. Perhaps not entirely, but at least in a way that is meaningful to you. This will require you to have courage in your convictions and faith in your heart truths. This will help you and, and inspire others around you to step out of fear and live more freely and lovingly. You are not necessarily meant to abandon logic and intellect altogether. You are to use them to serve the, to serve the desires of the heart rather than to replace its naturally spontaneous and truthful nature with control, planning and narrow strategy. It's time to get a bit wild and mm. let nature take its course. Wow. Wow. Again. So are you a fringe dweller? Here's hoping. Yeah. Fringe, <laughs> here's to the fringe dwelling lifestyle. Oh, come join us. Come yeah. hang out with us. Step outside the institutionalized thinking. <laughs> Oh my god, Absolutely. that's wild. I love it. Yeah. Move Perfect. outside of the plan. Good pull stuff. Live on the border. Yeah. Love it. This is good. Yeah. Awesome. All right, our dear listeners. Yes. Thanks for touch joining us. us on that wild ride. That was a wild ramble, but it always comes full circle, right? But yeah. please reach out totally to Totally unplanned. <laughs> as always. <laughs> Dwelling on the fringe. Right on the fringe. Yes. Um, Touch base with us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Comments, love, only yeah. love. Only Topic love. ideas, anything, anything you want to send on. our way. Join us. We'd love to hear Ooh, from you. Yeah, guest speaker opportunity available. Again, we're totally open to the eccentric streak. Yeah. See Later. you soon. As always, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, follow us at The Nonlinear on Instagram. Please leave us kind notes. Get in touch. Reach out. We will also have some supporting 
information there um, with regards to evolving your growth journey the non-linear way. Thank you.